Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Welcome back to the Femi Pod. This week's guest is none other than our new Femi running coach, the UK-based Dora Atom. Dora is my sister Nike Run Club coach and the founder of Ultra Black Running, a running community built for black women and gender non-conforming people to tackle the barriers that present for these marginalized groups within running. Dora is also a youth worker and works on self-development programs to encourage young people to engage in sport-based initiatives. We are so lucky to have Dora on our team at Femi as a Femi Trail and Ultra Coach, and we can't wait for you to hear her story. Dora, welcome to the Femi Pod. How are you? What an introduction. Um, I'm good. I'm really, really well. Um, Just excited for the new year and all the possibilities, you know? Yes, it is going to be a very good year. Uh, We want to take you right back to the start. Can you tell us a bit about your background? What were you like as a young girl and especially what was your relationship like with sport? So Dora, as a young girl, she was not not sporty, actually. I wasn't really like into sports or I wasn't part of like sports clubs or anything like that. I was very active as in like played out a lot, loved to play. But yeah, I didn't have any interest in sports and also just in terms of you know the families I grew up in you know sport wasn't really an option because you know cost was a barrier as well so but obviously when I was young I wasn't thinking of that so I was just like oh I guess I'm just not part of it because I'm not sporty um when I got older into like teenage Dora I was quite quiet withdrawn very very shy and again sport and physical activity wasn't really something that I wanted to be a part of because obviously when we think back to school it's like we think of that dreaded like running on the track it's like your lungs are bleeding um and then it kind of just like kicked in as I got a bit older and decided to choose PE as like one of my GCSE subjects so in the UK when you choose two subjects to study and take an exam I chose PE and geography and yeah that's when I was sort of like ah I might actually like uh physical activity amazing and you didn't grow up so much as a runner right you were more into boxing what led you to sort of move away from boxing and what made you take up more of the running lens and get so much into running yeah so running was not I never in a million years thought I'd ever dabble in running and just because obviously like perceptions and I thought you had to be really fast and the only running that I consumed was literally on television. So it was like, you know, marathon, the Olympics. And, you know, I was so far removed from that world. And, but it was still inspiring. But when I was approaching my 20s or like just hit my 20s, I tried out boxer size and I was like, this is hilarious. Uh, a friend of mine introduced me to it and then got turned out to be an actual like boxing class. And I was like, oh my goodness this is so intense but I love it and met some great people and again I great community and everyone really wanted to like you know train hard and also just have a good time so I just kept going and the coach invited me to like constantly keep training with the group until I was sort of like you know I would love to 
progress I'd love to know what to do to get better at boxing and fighting or anything like that wasn't a part wasn't an option for me because I was sort of like "Mm, that's a bit too serious and I just do this because I enjoy the fitness side and the discipline that has given it has given me you know early 20s we're all just a bit all over the place but um it gave me so much discipline and running was suggested and I was just like I just remember feeling like oh my goodness why I thought I thought I escaped it all um and I was sort of like should I just try it out and it was it was it was a battle for a few months because in my mind, I was like, you know, running, everyone's just like super skinny, super lean and just really good at it without thinking, actually, no, because when you was boxing in the beginning, you were, the beginning, you actually had no idea what you was doing and then you progressed. So I was like, that will be the same for running. So I'm just going to try. And if I don't like it, I don't have to do it again. So where I was living at the time in London, I was living in West London and there was like one road that goes from West London all the way into central London. And I was sort of like, I'm just going to run halfway, run home. And that was, that was literally my route. And I'd go super late at night. So no one would see me because obviously it's like so embarrassing doing something for the first time, especially something like running. And I would just like run halfway, come back. If I need to stop at traffic lights, I'll stop at the traffic lights, but it's so late. So no one would see me because nobody is out. And I was always listening to like house music until one day I was like, okay, I've been doing this for a few weeks. We just need to kind of try and I was looking for a barrier to push or like, you know, I was waiting for this like breakthrough, but I didn't know what the breakthrough was. I didn't know if it was, am I going to run fast? Am I going to run really far? I don't know, but we're just going to try tonight and take it from there so I had a new album new house playlist and sounds of deep house by ministry of sound and I just I'm gonna go for it I'm going to go for it so I ran on that straight road I ran 30 minutes all the way to central London looked at my phone realized it was so late I had to get home so I just turned around didn't stop and just ran back home and then when I got home it was like 10 kilometers and I was like I ran my first 10k but I was sort of like I don't really know what that means for me but I was like yeah 10k I guess that's a cute distance you know I don't know what the girlies are running but it is more than cute yeah it's more than cute I was like okay 10k and I just remember feeling so proud of myself because I was like that is such a long way to run regardless if you're a beginner or not it's still a a long, long way to run so I just felt so like I was like oh what is this feeling I need to bottle it up and I remember like going back to box I was like I ran 10k and everyone was just like oh my god so incredible so from there I was like oh like I'm really enjoying the running thing I, I can't wait to go on my next one um it was not 10k it was like you know maybe like two miles this time but that's when I kind of like caught the bug they say and I just kept wanting to run I was like okay, I'm going to run during the day I'm going to run along the river and I just kept like exploring different parts of my area that I'd lived in for like 15 years so it was like I'm just going to explore on foot and I started to dabbling like run commuting to work and it was just yeah it was just this like whole new world until I was like I'm gonna try you know dabbling in races at some point but that was kind of the the starting point of running I love hearing it 
I love hearing how you just caught the bug and you know we all relate so much I think everyone listening will have that feeling of like joy when you have those runs and it all just works and everything feels good and you're like man I love running but what what do you think it is about running that's like kept you coming back and and what are the things that you I guess enjoy the most about it again other than the fitness benefits like obviously the way it makes me feel and it's so good for you but I guess running also teaches me just so much lessons so many lessons I learn through running and it's just especially if we like embark on training plans or work with coaches and things like that you just learn so much along the way and it's just you know they always say the journey is not linear it's not a linear process and obviously we hear that a lot but it's like what does that look like for for Dora the individual and it's like okay there's gonna be bumps in the road because you know life always happens and you know you might be faced with injury or you might get un- unwell or work just gets really busy and you know training doesn't go the way you want to or if you're following like a plan or something like that you can't follow it to a T because sometimes it's just not realistic so lots of lessons and it's a lot of like acceptance a lot of accepting accepting you have to do and just being kind of at one with yourself and not comparing yourself to others and that's such a hard thing to do especially you know everyone's on the internet nowadays um yeah, just lots of lessons and just keeps me super grounded I love that yeah I mean preach we're all there with you it's awesome and I think a big part of why we come keep coming back to running as well and I'm sure you're the same is the community piece like the people in the running community are so amazing and when you find your people that you align with and you click with um, it's definitely a big part of why we do what we do at Femi is just building that community and you've obviously built your own community over the UK you founded Ultra Black Running in 2020 what is the mission behind Ultra Black Running and why did you start it? So Audrey Black kind of came off the back of, you know, the George Floyd movement, like Black Lives Matter, and also Ahmed Arbery, who was sadly fatally shot in, in the US in February. And it was just sort of like, it kind of just really hit home for me that it was someone was out doing something they really enjoy, something, doing something for themselves, and you could potentially not make it home just because of the colour of your skin. And for me, that was just like a hard thing to kind of like sit and live with is a couple of years ago and we we're all just sort of like you know what how do we you know navigate this um and obviously with the pandemic everyone was you know on their phones everyone's on the news everything is just in your face and yeah I guess with the rise of Black Lives Matter it just it just opened um I want to say just a lot of big feelings a lot of big feelings a lot of conversations and as Dora, I was sort of like really struggling with mental health. You know, I was really in a dark place, like anxiety, depression, all of it. And I was just sort of like, how do I show up in the in this current day in, in this world? And I don't really know how to do that. And for someone who already is like visible in the running scene, it was kind of like I just wanted to, you know, shy away and just not have to be a voice of anything. I don't want to have to speak on anything. But running was something that, you know, we always have. So I I was like, I'm just going to just keep running. And that even became really hard. Like, I didn't want to run. I was just sort of like, I just don't really know. And also there was like a virus outside as well that was, you know, sweeping the nation. And it was just so scary. And I was staying in the countryside for a, a little while. So like out of London. And the only thing I had was the trails or running across like, 
super long motorways, which is not pretty or healthy. Um, so I'd run in the trails and I was just sort of like being very aware of how it was making me feel and things like that. And, you know, I'd probably hit the 5K mark and then just feel really anxious and that had to like just scurry back home. And even down to the interactions I was having, you know, people would stop me and ask me like what I'm doing. Now, like obviously trail running is, is you know, obviously something that we just don't all do. I'm very aware of that. And obviously growing up in London, we don't all just say, hey, we're going on a trail run. It's just not a thing. So for people to stop and ask me what I was doing, I was sort of like, you know, do I belong here? This is just, you know, lots and loads, loads more feelings are now coming into play. And I just really battled that for a while. Um, and I really was struggling to try and keep a flow or trying to feel positive about anything. And I just remember going home and being like, you have to claim back what that feeling that you that the running brought for you, you know, you can't let obviously you're allowed to feel the things feel the feelings talk to the people and you get back out there and you know this is all part of the non-linear journey right things are going to happen and you have to find a way to get back into it so I was sort of like you know go back to my roots you know fire up the playlists and you know talk to people online and and just go for it and it was summer and I was like it's a sunrise I woke up it was like quarter to six or something like that so I was like I'm just gonna go and try and run for more than 30 minutes because we just want to go and ran around the trails for what felt like very quick but it was like 90 minutes I remember like hitting like 15 16k and I was like oh my gosh I broke I had a breakthrough and it you know takes me back to that first 10k I ever did you know that was the breakthrough you didn't know what it was but that's what it was and just remember like being around the forest and the trees and I was just like crying because it was like joy, hurts, just sadness, all the emotions, but loads more joy this time. And I just remember like the visuals. I was like, this looks like something out of a movie. Um, it was just so pretty and the music's incredible. And getting home, I was so, I was like, honestly, so fired up. Like my friend was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh my God, it's such a good feeling. I'm going to just like get everybody involved. But because obviously, you know, I'm like, how do I get my girls involved? How do I get women that look like me involved? Because, you know, black women are not obviously seen a lot in mainstream media when it comes to running, especially trail running, you know, unless, you know, we're thinking of like super elite athletes. So I was texting all my friends and I was like, I'm going to create a group and we're going to just go. And I just remember the responses being like, no, I don't want to go. And I was like, oh my God, no, please. It's going to be amazing. And it's like, no, don't want to run. And I was just like, oh, damn, um, where do we go from here? But I was like, you know, it's going to be amazing. It's summer and it's not going to be like super fast on the street. We're just going to be like in the forest and we can stop when we want and take all the pictures. And yeah, I remember getting a group out and it was Epping Forest we went to in London. And it was a great time. We went, we ran for like five, six K. The sun was shining and we took loads of pictures. And I just remember posting on Instagram and then it just kind of took off and I was like, oops, um, there was no real intention. I just wanted to share the feeling that I felt when I had my breakthrough during lockdown. Obviously, it's a hard time and we all need to come together and talk about our feelings. And I just remember the feeling of bringing those girls together. And I was like, well, we kind of got to make this a thing. And people reaching out on Instagram and I was like, okay, I definitely have to make this a thing. People are like, how do I sign up for membership? I'm like 
there is no membership process. It's literally, I will DM the location and we'll meet there on a Sunday morning. And yeah, that was the birth of Ultra Black. So cool. What a story. I feel like, yeah, out of COVID, a lot of beautiful things have come from the pain that a lot of people have gone through. I mean, Femi was born through COVID as well. And it was, you know, a time where a lot of us were struggling. So I'm really sorry to hear about, you know, the struggles we went through, but what a beautiful thing to come out from the other side. So amazing. Can we can we talk about uh, intersexual feminism a bit now? Obviously, Femi has been set up to improve women's rights, specifically in running, but beyond as well. We realize that in order to be a feminist, you need to be fighting for the rights of every marginalized group and community. How can women, and in particular white straight women, better support the LGBTIQA plus community and colored communities? I think it's such a broad topic when we talk about feminism. It's such a, I I know I struggle with it because, you know, we, I always want to support every single woman. And I just feel like sometimes it's just listening and then you kind of just figure out from from there right so whether it's you know and I know for when we're talking about you know things like trans rights and it's just listening doing the reading doing the work and then finding out how you can actually put that into play into real life and in in the UK here you know we see a lot of like things that you know the government are doing in terms of like changing bills and rights and you know it's, it's showing up to obviously not everybody can show up to protest but it's you know signing petitions it's writing to your MPs it's it's literally doing actual work that is going to you know make actual change happen because you know we can sit and have conversations and that's absolutely great because that's how how we need to become aware of things but it's actual physical things that we need to do but listening again is just the, the the important important thing of it all because we can all be like yeah this is a great idea let's all do this but we need to listen because the communities are the one that needs you know the help the marginalized groups are the ones that need the help the most and it's like listen to what resources are needed because a lot of times it's not actual actually just money or you know clothes or whatever it's people showing up uh, and using their voices those who have platforms those who have privilege is using your voice using your platforms to drive actual change that's going to better the lives of you know marginalized groups mm. well we're so lucky to have you on the team to to learn from you as well um and like super grateful to you to be so vulnerable with your story like thank you so much for sharing your story we're so lucky that you are able to sit here and tell us your story and you know even open our eyes up to challenges that we as white women don't face um or don't think about so it's it's like we're I'm very excited to learn more from you you also mentioned that you have been working and mentoring young girls and women what was it about working with the youth that lights you up like why did you step into that area in particular um, yeah, I guess my first ever coaching job was with children, young kids, and it was in football. I don't, I didn't particularly like football, but I absolutely enjoyed the job. And I think it's just kids are so crazy. Like they're just so crazy. And I just love the energy they bring. And, you know, kids are so honest. They're going to tell you if they don't like a session. They're going to tell you how they're feeling. And they're going to just, you know, just talk and just be, you know, crazy little things that they are and that's one thing like I've always worked with kids in my life it's been like 15 years and the more I got into it the more I was like I'm going to explore different kind of sports and 
you know work with like adolescents so like teenagers people in in secondary school people in college and that's when I got introduced to sort of like the mentoring programs through like different trusts that work with like athlete mentors and I remember there was one project I'd done year like 2014 15 and it was in partnership with a, a trust and I was only supposed to be the logistics person and I'm the least logistical person ever I just like to practically do things and I just remember you know talking to young people and you know they talk to me about the challenges they're facing and I'm, I'm also like you know I know how it feels because like being that age kind of sucks sometimes and I get it and sometimes you're just angry at the world and you're angry at everybody in it absolutely hear it um but let's just get through today and take every hour as it comes and if you're not vibing it then you're not vibing it and I can't do anything to change that and I just remember like the relationships I was building and I was talking about the running journey because they're, they're obviously doing a program through sports and some of them are a bit like sports sucks and I'm like I absolutely know that it sucks because I also hated it at one point in my life and it was just talking about the little lessons that I've learned from running and they probably they're, they probably were looking at me like I was crazy as well um, but there was just so much joy in sort of like sharing my my um, journey and linking it into like when I was younger, you know, which was we probably weren't that different in age. I was like, you know, when I was your age and it just felt great to be around them and it's great for, it felt great to help. You know, the youth are our future. You know, these are our future athletes, our future presidents, our future prime ministers. And, you know, it's just sort of like we really need to like take care of the younger generation we need to look after them so then I was sort of like I don't want to be a logistics person anymore um I want to be like a mentor on a program and that's sort of where it all began and every kind of project I worked on there was always an element of giving back to the youth and that's where that sort of came from and then I had the opportunity you know once I started working with Nike to work with more like of their partners and was lucky enough to be a mentor on a program that was to encourage young women to get into sport as a career or as like um, an athlete and that was just one of the most moving projects ever it was through lockdown as well so we're doing everything you know through zoom but it was just the energy that everyone was bringing and yeah I just feel like that's always going to be a part of of my life no matter I think any job I'm doing there's always going to be an element of giving back to the, the youth just because love it and also I love working with kids because yeah they just bring such a great energy sucks your energy but it's definitely worth it <laughs> yeah it can be tough yeah. at times I've definitely done enough with children as well but I I um I think the impact that you see working with young girls is like really powerful what, what sort of impact do you see from the women young girls that have kind of gone through the programs that you have mentored on um I think so seeing the things they're doing now is just obviously I, it's crazy but of course because they're incredible uh they're the confidence and just the work that they're doing I'm just like wow um like you know it's all thanks to you I'm like no it's not I'm, it's actually down to you because you're the one putting in the work and you're the one doing the things I was just that annoying person that was constantly like you need to do that if you need to do that and you know don't give up uh, it's just <laughs> I guess it's just the unlocking of like your superpower right it's, you just everyone needs someone to just be like actually no you're good at this and you're good at that try this try that have you tried do you want to go down this route do you want to go in this direction um and it's just such a beautiful thing to see and also you know the love for for sport and fitness you know people like people are now dabbling running or you know 
trialing for you know GB trials for sports and I'm just like this is so crazy but it's just breaking down sport into what it is and fitness it's not about you know there should be no aesthetic goals and all that kind of stuff it's all just how it makes you feel and what it does for you how it impacts your changes your life how it impacts your life and how it impacts others around you of course you know there's always going to be an element of like oh what do I look like because we're just surrounded by so much of that in today's world but it's just less and less um you're speaking our language (laughs) yeah less and less as time goes by (laughs) definitely when you were speaking before and you were like when I was your age I was thinking back in my day as people always say yeah honestly not even that long ago but no honestly amazing we did it we did a scholarship program as well at Femi and hopefully we get to do more of that and you know you can have an impact on more women through that as well so so many cool opportunities coming up uh we saw that you were recently interviewed uh for the stylist about the safe safety of women running in public and obviously this is something that we speak about a lot and it's something we've all dealt with as women and it's something that we constantly think about when we're out there running and unfortunately it's just the truth that we all have to face which sucks but um in the article you said you know you've been stalked because someone's tracked you through your gps which is really terrifying and that you've been followed at different times while running and that you can encounter things at any time in any place and anywhere and you know it is just reality but can you speak to us a bit about your experiences with that yeah I guess you know women's safety is obviously the my least favorite topic to talk about but it's so important because it's 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 so it's real life and when I'm always approached like how can we make women feel safer and I'm like I don't know what answer to give other than there just needs to be less violence towards women and and that's literally like the black and white of it and what we can do is come together talk about ways to feel safer because when you feel safer then you're going to just do do the things you know because there is no use in me telling somebody don't run at night don't run when it's dark because things can happen in broad daylight so it's sort of like for me to keep telling people don't do this don't do that it's taken away from somebody and you know I recall having conversations with my guy friends who would be like oh yeah you know like work was really long so I just went for a run but it was like 2 a.m and I was like well I could never do that and it was sort of like why couldn't you do that and I was like one because I'm a woman but then I was sort of like yeah why can't I do that you know um because then that's when I was like you know things can happen at literally any time but as long as I have the tools I mean I'm not going to run at 2 a.m but like as long as I have if as long as I feel like I've done everything in my power to feel safe, then that's all I can do, right? Because, you know, I can't predict anything. But that's just the only way I feel like I can tackle women's safety. Because, again, you can prepare for all these Like, when I've had these, like, horrible instances where I've been followed, it's all just happened, like, really quickly and until it, like, sinks in. Like, oh, my goodness me, I nothing could have actually prepared me for that. Because it's like when stuff happens, it's like fight or flight until I've realised, oh my God, I'm being followed. I've confronted somebody before who was like following me. Like, it's just, you just don't know what to do. Um, As long as we, I just feel lucky to be able to come together, create the space for conversation. Especially it's quite difficult because it's sort of like men, men are like, what can we do? And I'm just sort of like, I don't know what to tell you other than don't be violent towards women. Uh, Because you can wear the glow sticks, you can wear the high vis, but if I'm honest, I don't want to wear the high vis 
and I don't want to wear the torches because now I'm visible for someone to come and get me. It's just such a whole, I just fall down like a whole rabbit hole. But um, I think, yeah, just coming together, speaking, giving people the confidence to to not stop is like kind of my thing. I don't want anyone to feel like they can't do something just because of the, the fear. And I don't want us to constantly live in fear. Obviously, we need to be realistic and sensible, but living in fear will, will hold us back more than anything. Mm, definitely and yeah I mean it does happen at any time of the day I, I remember going for a run through Melbourne City in the afternoon and it would have been like three o'clock you know broad daylight and a guy followed me in his car not for long but through a few streets and I mean it was terrifying but it's in those instances like you don't know what to do I don't I didn't know if I should stop and say something or go and tell someone else or just keep running faster or you just you kind of like all these things run through your head but none of them make sense so it is terrifying and it does happen to everyone and well just trying to figure out ways like trying to spread the education in the appropriate way that isn't fear-mongering so that women still feel like they can have control to go and run when they want to run and where they want to run but what would your message be to those who make women in other marginalized communities feel afraid to run in their own towns and cities? Is there something or one thing that you would tell them? I think it's like, it's such a difficult one. I Because I'm sort of like, if you know, if you really are that scared, then you don't have to force yourself, you know, don't force yourself to do something because you just absolutely end up hating it. But if there's a, if there is a, a drive, and a passion and a, a want to really do something I think you just have to you owe it to yourself to to start right and you owe it to yourself to be able to continue doing movement doing running and doing that thing that you love we can't let the actions of others affect your life just because of what if and I'm also very conscious conscious like it's very like you just gotta do it and don't be scared but you actually can't and because I'll just keep thinking because obviously I'm, I'm scared all the time like I always I'm always thinking about like in the winter like I love to run first thing when I wake up but in the winter I cannot do that because it's pitch black outside and not a single soul's in sight but I will have times where I'm like I'm going to do it not for long I'm going to do it just because I feel like every time I feel like I'm scared I feel like something's taken away from me I don't like things being taken from me um so it's just creating the tools to mentally be able to handle a situation and I feel like I've grown like grown stronger in it but also I'm so aware that obviously I'm someone who is very visible in the in the running space so sometimes I not that I feel pressure but sometimes I feel like you know do it so you can obviously tell people and and share but come together first. You don't always have to be by yourself. Come together, build a build a, a, a little you know, support network. Those are the people that are going to keep you going. And then when you feel right, then you can go on your own. If not, reassess, create some tools, talk to people. What's going to help you go towards, you know, being by yourself and getting more confident to go alone and be, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's a whole podcast. It could be a whole podcast yeah. Yeah, honestly. This discussion, but like, I always think about the thoughts that go through my mind when I'm preparing for a run or heading out on a run in the early hours of the morning versus like what my guy friends are thinking. And it's like, mm -hmm. would be completely different, but you don't, you're unaware of it because it's happened so, you know, automatically and it's so subconscious because it's always been that way. But um, when you make your 
guy friends aware of it who you, I run with and have never had to face those issues, that, that's when you're like, wow, yeah, that's not normal. That shouldn't be a thing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's similar to like that victim blaming of women who wear clothes that men, you know, take advantage of. And it's like putting the blame on women again because we're wearing what we want, but guys are being attracted to that and then therefore that's our fault and it's the same with running like we're not going to let the fact that there's a creep out there potentially stop us and hold us back so I love like your philosophy on it like figure out ways to build your strength whether it's start with a friend or you know maybe running in the middle of the day in trails if that makes you feel safer to start with and then moving to morning or later I think it's just building the confidence slowly over time but yeah there's not really a run where I never think of that at one point whether I'm you know running in trails around where I live in Papamoa in New Zealand I I always have those thoughts go through my mind too and it sucks that we have to deal with that but I really like your take on it that we're not going to let them steal our power and we're going to keep running anyway I think it's really powerful I'll just jump in like mentioned earlier in the podcast about how when you first started running you would run at the at night because you were embarrassed because you'd never done it before like I, I was thinking when you were speaking about that there's even times now where I feel embarrassed to be seen out running in front of people you know and that's totally normal as well I think that's why a lot of girls like don't want to take up running or are afraid to run because they don't want to be seen in public and also the safety issue and I'm like even now where we are at our running careers, we've been running our whole lives and I still like won't run down a main street if there's lots of people because I'm embarrassed. So that's totally normal. And I just want people to know that it's, it's so normal these days as well, uh, for no matter what legal runner you are. Yeah, definitely. I relate to that as well. I think gave up running for like four years. And when I started back, I used to run in like the back streets on purpose because I knew that my face was really red and I was <laughs> embarrassed as well at my, you know, getting back into it um yeah fitness so yeah totally relate everyone's been through it but obviously like we are so excited to have you as our new Femi coach as we've said and yeah just so pumped to have you join the team we're really really honored and, and just so excited but what made you want to join Femi and, and join the Femi movement as a as an incredible coach um yeah firstly I'm over the moon that I'm, I'm part of the team but I remember coming across Femi you know, via our, like Nike networks and things like that. And I was sort of like, wow, like that sounds complicated, you know, training around your cycle. But then I was sort of like, but that's what you do. You train, you're training and you have a site, you have a period, right? And I think it was just the openness, you know, with people are talking about periods and menstrual cycles more and more now. And I think it was just the openness that, you know, you feel different on your cycle. And someone when I first started running and I needed help from coaches or people like who have been doing it longer than I have you know a lot of people were men and I was sort of like I'm not going to talk to a man about my period because they're going to get really uncomfortable I remember talking to like you know boss old bosses like I couldn't work or like I'm feeling really unwell because of my period and immediately that would just stop any conversations like yep sure don't come in and it's the same with running and I remember losing my period and I was sort of like, I don't know if this is normal or not, um, but I'm just kind of not going to talk about it until it comes back. And I sort of, I didn't even talk to other women about it. And I was just sort of like, oh my gosh, this is some weird thing that's happened to my body. And then like I had, I mean, I started my period super late. I think I started like 18, 19. So already I was like, oh, I'm a bit of an alien. So I'm not going to say anything. And 
it's now like my third month and I've had no period until I was sort of like, no, this is really like healthy. You know, speak, I went and spoke to a doctor and the doctor told me to stop running. And I was like, well, that's that's not possible, I'm afraid. Um, but then it was sort of like just figuring out how to work around my cycle. So I, st- I remember stop. I remember stopping and, you know, the month later came back on like bang on. And then for three months consecutively had like a very consistent period and I started running again and it was sort of like irregular again. And I was sort of like, oh my God, I'm probably going to have to stop running because I need to have periods. And I just remember obviously now in, in the world of social media, we're seeing a lot of talk around it. And then I was like, oh my God, this is so normal. People have not had periods. And like, I've just been quiet about it. And what the hell? It just felt so, I was just like, oh my God, I just feel so seen right now. Um, but of course, we're all women and we all experience periods. Those who experience those who experience periods probably go through the same thing, but we just haven't been speaking about it. And for, for a company to coach around your cycle, I just feel like it's, that's, there's no better way to say, you know, tailored to you, um, then we're going to do it around your cycle. And as, as women, as a woman, I just feel very seen and heard. And I feel like more people deserve to be seen and heard and told to not stop running. Sometimes you're going to have to stop running. That's just what it is, what it is. But it's not like the first thing that gets booted out the door. So as soon as the opportunity came around to, you know, but for Femi, I was like, I'm going to snap that up because I feel like it's just so valuable. It's just so valuable. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, we started Femi in 2020 and began educating other women about menstrual cycles and the importance of periods. And, you know, two and a half years on, we are still on this mission, but hopefully sometime in the future, any sort of training, we don't have to say it's built around the menstrual cycle. It should just be a thing. Like one day there will be a time that no matter what sport you play and no matter what level and ability you're at, you should be training to your menstrual cycle and it should be known that every coach that is working with you will do that. So one day, hopefully we'll live in a world like that, but it's awesome that you saw that as like, you know, something that was powerful for you to learn about your own training. And now you're part of the Femi team and you're able to educate and inspire other women to do the same, which is so cool. We're very, very lucky to have you. Speaking of, um, you know, being excited, I know you have some big goals for 2023. What what are the big goals, especially when it comes to racing? You're training for a big race at the moment. Yeah, so I have a 50 miler in April and it will be the longest distance that I've run like continuously. So I'm very excited for that. The training, I'm at the stage where I have two emotions, it's hungry or really sad. I'm just really tired um those are my two emotions I just need to eat to the like I need to eat before I get to I don't even get hangry anymore I just cry (laughs) I just need to eat that's literally it so that's what I'm doing right now but I feel like because it's it's kind of like you know unknown territory when you're doing ultra races because not every course is the same you know I'm doing it in the UK so I know I'm going to have like horrendous weather um it's just such a mental it's just a mental battle but I'm very excited and very pumped and then I am doing a race in Chamonix but it's like 10k but I'm taking a group of people from London out to Chamonix which is so exciting because like what a better way to 
join your like enter the trail running world by running in Chamonix I wish we could come <laughs> see one day you know one day <laughs> one day one day we'll all get together some we're beautiful in this world and we'll go on a crazy run together with all the Femi community <laughs> absolutely we have two quick fire questions just to wrap up uh they they are quick fire but you can take your time with your answer because they are quite in depth the first one is what would you tell your younger self so your like 15 year old self Oh my goodness, to just start, make it yours and do not worry about what other people are thinking because they're not thinking. That's so true though. I feel like when you're 15, the world is all about you and you just worry so much about what other people are thinking of you when you're so right. Like people want you to be happy and be okay, but no one really cares that much unless, you know, you're in trouble and they want to be there for you. But yeah, I think when we're 15, it's it's easy to get so caught up in our own worlds. <laughs> That's for sure. I know I was obsessed with my own life, which is just ridiculous, but um, <laughs> I love that. And the last quick fire question is a very deep one. Um, so yeah, good luck with making it quick fire. What is your purpose on Mother Earth? Oh, my purpose on Mother Earth is, oh my goodness, helping others feel like they're capable um and that they belong and that they are seen and heard wow you are already doing all of the above um you're absolutely making so many people feel seen and heard especially in the trail running world we are so proud of you and so proud to introduce you to the world through Femi as well it's um it's an honor to have you on the team and thank you so much for joining us today I know so many people in our community are going to benefit off this conversation and and get around you we will be um tagging Dora's Instagram into our show notes so go along give her a follow she has got swag um she's got great style and I'm always looking at what she's wearing because I'm very inspired go along check her out check out her journey towards her next trail race and um yeah stay up to date on Femi if you want to get in touch with us we are on Instagram at Femi.co and uh, you can go to our website Femi.co but thanks for your time this morning Dora I know it's been early for you over there so thanks for getting up early and we we can't wait to share this oh amazing thank you for having me and yeah can't wait to go live and listen to it again Thank <laughs> you.